Law on the Street with our good friend, attorney Brian Pritchett. Uh, from the Pritchett firm, got to talk about last week. We had went out after after the show, right? Had we, a couple drinks. We did, yes. That was fun. I'm gonna take the fifth on that. No, uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. A lot we of fun. A, a lot, lot of fun. fun. But uh, so the heartbeat bill, Judge Robert McBurney um, rescinded this law. One, could he? Is he right? What's your attorney legal expertise on this whole story? Well, the entire reason that he found it in violation, and I'm going to use Latin here, so forgive me, oh. and I'll spell it, ab initio, A-B-I-N-I-T-I-O. Very show off. I had to learn Latin. You okay. Know? <laughs> it, means, it means the law from the beginning was unconstitutional because it was passed at a time that Roe versus Wade was the stated and understood law of the land and had been since it was passed. So almost 47 years before that, it, when Roe versus Wade happened, before the HB uh, 481, the Life Act. This is actually not the heartbeat bill, it's the Life Act is what okay. they would call it because they don't want to make it sound like the heartbeat bill is what the opponents would call it. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy to think about. Um, the so the heartbeat of, bill is not the real name of the bill. It's the Life Act. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I learned something new. Go ahead. And what it, what he says is that the, the law itself, when it was passed, it was in stark violation of the U.S. constitutional authority that the Supreme Court has in saying that abortion is legally protected as a federal right. So Georgia cannot go in there and restrict it further. So the law itself was in violation. Now, Georgia has an old and, and a lot of states have this uh, a common law argument that if a law is passed um, and later something changes, Right. But then they go back to look at that law and it was in violation of the situation at the time. Then that law is void from the day it was passed. So even if situation changes in the future, like it did here with the um, the new decision that, you know, basically overturned Roe versus Wade, um, the law now, if, if they pass that bill now, it would it would be able to be sustained. Right. But when it was passed, it was in violation of the U.S. Constitution. So you cannot use that. It's a void law from the beginning. Because the Roe v. Wade would have Was, voided it out. Right. So here we go. This legislative, we have a new House. Uh, I mean, we have a Republican-controlled House, uh, Georgia House, Georgia Senate. We have a Republican governor, lieutenant governor, all the way down the board, all Republicans, almost a supermajority, very couple votes away from a supermajority. Do they just go back into the legislative session and just put this exact same law on the books now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned? Well, if you look at the six states that tried to enact abortion bans this past election, they all failed. You take a poll of the people in the streets now, they don't want abortion to be outlawed because that takes away from a woman's autonomy. Bodily autonomy is a pretty big issue now. And what Judge McBurney put in his uh, decision, I kind of wrote down so I don't screw up his words here, but he said that uh, if anyone tries, the Georgia leg legislature will have the sharp glare of the public attention um, to see that the legislature will give more power to an unborn child um, than over a woman's right to bodily autonomy and her own um, person. So he said, if you guys want to do it, you got to do it, but we're going to see it. It's not going to be passed in the middle of the night. It's going to be in front of everybody. So that's why Planned Parenthood is still pushing this forward. Now, of course, that decision by McBurney, Judge McBurney has already been appealed mm -hmm. by the attorney general. So it's going to go up and, and it will be heard by the Georgia Supreme Court which more than likely, even if they affirm it, that's not going to stop the legislature from going and doing the same thing again. That comment that you wrote, that Judge McBurney wrote in his ruling, isn't that a political comment from a judge? 
Would you? Would you? Well, let me ask you a question. He's, Rephrase it. Would you frame that as a political argument? Because he's telling the legislature that whatever your law you pass, we will see it. That's a political comment, not a legal comment, isn't well, it? Well, I don't think he—by putting sharp glare of public attention, that's a little bit stronger than I would suggest that a judge puts in an order or an award like that. But um, it, it isn't really untrue. He's saying this is what's going to happen because look at the polls, take the temperature of the country. Roe versus Wade was decided by a majority uh, – the overturning of the, the Dobbs case, which overturned Roe versus Wade, was decided by a majority conservative Supreme Court. And the polls are like 60 to 75 percent in favor of going back to Roe versus Wade. So the Supreme Court is not listening to polls. They're looking at – the law. Well, they're looking. Well, <laughs> they're, they're they're looking at the law, right? Well, they they are uh, looking at their conservative spin on the law and trying to like read the minds of the framers of the Constitution, which I always find to be quite funny. So let me ask you this. So let's play. Let me play devil's advocate. No pun intended. Hmm. Is McBurn is McBurney is McBurney reading the mind uh, or, or doing his own liberal spin on the law in this case? Or do you think he's got standing that the Georgia Supreme Court will uphold his ruling? I think his ruling is pretty solid. Okay. Because he went back to the ab initio um, void of that law. He said that the law was false and unenforceable from the beginning, so it should not have been, ever been in place. Gotcha. That is, and like I said, that doesn't mean it can't be changed now or, or reinstituted as a new statute. That's probably what's going to happen. There are some polls, particularly here in Georgia, state polls that show people may not want six weeks, but they'll be comfortable with something in the middle, like 15 weeks, meaning that they do. There's a pro-life feeling amongst people, but they still want the women's autonomy of bo of her own body. So you have this it's kind of middle ground of within 15 weeks, you know, you're pregnant. You, you know what I mean? The, the fetus is developed. Maybe you have a 15 week. Do you think the state legislature, if they tr if they move the time from six weeks to 15 weeks, that becomes palatable, not polling wise, but legal? Legally. Well, legally, they could do whatever the heck they want now. Because of Roe v. Wade. Because Wayne, of Dobbs. Right. Yeah, the Dobbs decision gave them the, the right to do that now. Um, but I think that you're going to see a lot of backlash if they try to put another six-week ban. Because the problem is, it's basic physiology. A, a doctor cannot tell if there is a viable uh, fetus at that point. There's no way to tell. Just from a heartbeat, it's not even a heart. It's a muscle that's inside the fetus that's formed. And I've got four children. I've been, I've gone to ultrasounds. I know. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying. I, that, I was going to say, I thought you were pregnant or something. No, you know, no. Men I, get pregnant now, so I thought maybe. Ooh, you, oh, no, no, see, no, I had no. to come back at you like that. Oh, goodness, goodness. <laughs> well, that, I'll take a pregnant pause. There. That's right. <laughs> so what? I I think the issue is going to be like we they didn't talk to doctors here. They didn't talk to um, any of the groups that actually understand a woman's body, the physiology involved in that, because six weeks is way too early. A lot of women um, don't know they're pregnant until mm -hmm. well past that point, and then it's illegal to, to take care of your own health. And and that's to me, that's a violation of, of constitutional right. Of the woman. Of the woman, yes. And and, and I guess pro-lifers would argue it's maybe the, the violation of the— constitutional right of the the baby that's why i say a happy middle sure. ground maybe to 15 week no you don't think well 15 weeks is better than six but again f 15 week born child is not going to be a viable child 
Gotcha. That's not going to happen. That's not going to work. That That's not possible. So that's the problem here. I mean, if they're going to do that, then let's let pregnant women ride in the HOV lanes by themselves. Because if we're going to give the rights to the, the fetus, let's let them you know have a say I'm in that. I'm all for that, too. Argued. She got a t- she got a ticket, and she actually said, "Hey, I'm in the HOV lane. I'm, I'm pregnant. It should be. It should work." Well, well, Texas, they would just shoot you. Oh, well, you know what? See, 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 now, 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 why is my men can get pregnant joke frowned upon? But in Texas, they could shoot you. You ever been to Texas? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, okay. no, not that part. Oh, yeah, not uh, that part. Yeah. I've, been so, to, I've been to the urban part. Which uh, same. Yeah. It's law on the street. Attorney Ryan, Ryan Pritchard is here talking about that ruling. So, as we look at the ruling, as we wrap that part of it up, you think what is what's the next step for this? Well, I mean, the appeal is going to take place. It's going to go up to the Supreme Court of Georgia, and that, that will be the in, you know, decision-making body will finally say yes or no to that, and that will be over for that. that look, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. That will be the, uh, the They'll make a decision on McBurney's ruling? On McBurney's or, ruling. Oh, gotcha. Yes, okay. yes. And then that will either say that the Life Act is, is good or bad law. At, at that point, the, uh, the Supreme Court of Georgia can make that decision going back to the 2019 law, right? But the other issue is they're going to have a new law passed. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Uh, I believe Governor Kemp mentioned that in, in several of his campaign stops, that he was going to protect and, and further the heartbeat law, which is what he called it, um, because they want to make it sound like there is a viable heart at the time they, you know, they can sense that. And that's why they call it the heartbeat law, even though it's the Life Act. So it's, it's going to be redone. Um, I don't see them going as early as six weeks. Maybe they will try nine, 12. I don't know. But again, until they get doctors involved and, and protect women, I don't see it being popular. Eth- ethical. Right. Ethical. Oh, I, I yeah. said popular. Ethical is a strong word. It is. Where do you think, if it goes to Georgia Supreme Court, the legislature hasn't come to anything, they, they can't vote on anything, there's a big back and forth. Where do you think? Just guessing legally, the Georgia Supreme Court falls on McBurney's ruling. Well, if they just base it on the going back, you know, hundreds of years, the ab initio factor that, you know, the law itself was not viable at the time and I guess should have been aborted when it was passed. Uh, the Supreme Court might find no pun that, intended. Ex- that was intended. Yeah. Um, the Supreme Court might find in favor and affirm his decision. Um, but again, you know, given that it's Georgia, you never know what's going to happen. All right. Attorney Pritchett of the Pritchett Firm, my man. Good stuff. High fives in the studio. So a a story we opened up the show talking about in the 7 o'clock hour has to do with uh, a a man who ended up getting arrested. Apparently he's a bounty hunter. He saw a hit, a car get hit. He saw the driver that hit the car run, chased him off of 400 Lennox Road. He's a bondsman, I guess. He pulls out his rifle. He takes his uh, badge, puts his vest on, takes him out the car, marches him over to the police and say, hey, here's the guy. He gets arrested. The hit-and-run guy gets a citation. Right. What's in, and Shelly had said, isn't there a such thing as citizens arrest? This guy legally apparently went way too far. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. He went he, way too far. He did. He but did. what about those of us that think, uh, A, it's a good guy, you know, you hit somebody, you ran, uh, and then somebody called in and said that since Amard Arbery, the laws have changed. Is it? Is it a... Is it is it like a fine line doing that? And it is taking the law into your own hands to the point where you are in basically impersonating a police officer. You are doing the work of the police officer there when you step in and you try to physically take somebody under your control and and custody. 
there's no right to that anymore. The citizen's arrest law was was um, was withdrawn. Uh, Governor Kemp signed that um, the repeal of that law um, with Armand Arbery's mother in front of him. It was a law that went back to uh, pre-Civil War times. Um, it was for you know doing hunting down escaped slaves for lynch mobs. That's what the citizen's arrest law was for. So it's a racist law to begin with. So it's no longer here in Georgia. Now, what the police will tell you and what anyone who understands the situation better will say, if you see something happen, you phone the police. You call them, 911. You tell them what's going on. You don't try to intercede and take over and and grab that person. Now, also in this case, um, Melani Kai, the um, the alleged bounty hunter fired a rifle, fired his gun. Oh, he did oh, fire. Oh, I didn't so, see that part. So he discharged oh, his gun. I didn't oh, see that that's part. it for me. Yeah, oh, he needs to I go to jail. Melani Kai yeah. left that out. Oh, I didn't see Jamal that part. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not going to well, say the news outlet. They didn't put he that needs in to go there. to jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I just want to be. You know. Yeah, I didn't see that part in my story. Would he fight like in the air to stop the guy? More than likely to scare him from running. Yeah. But the thing is, you know. Bounty hunters in Georgia, they have specific rules they have to handle. They have to do certain training and all this other stuff. And and we don't know if these guys really were legit bounty hunters. And he was, he was, he was, he, he, I would hope he would have been one if he went up to the police. But before we go to the break, and maybe we can hold you over, Greg in Cleveland, Georgia has an honest question for you. Real quick, Greg, please get that question out because we got to run to the break. So here's my question. When do states' rights overrule? For example... Colorado has legalized marijuana, although the federal government says it is illegal to have it. If the state of Georgia, if constituents vote to approve something like the heartbeat bill, does that overrule the federal statute? Good question, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Well, I'll answer that after the break, so hang tight. Yeah, we're coming right back. It's Word on the Street. Radio Law guy. on the Street. Attorney Pritchett oh, being all radio-ish yeah. and whatnot. We'll be back. He's going to answer that question. So we were going to break, and Greg asked a question. Brian, you want to reset the question? Yeah, it? Greg asked, uh, how can uh, states get away with uh, having marijuana illegal, you know, with this, states' rights is what his concern was. And the issue is really comes down to how the federal government treats each of those issues. For marijuana use, there are like two reasons. There are two reports that allow them to use the marijuana if they follow the rules that the federal government set up. So the states, if they follow the rules and the guidelines, they can allow those laws to come into place. But you cannot make something more restrictive than the federal government is. The states cannot supersede the federal government's own rules and guidelines. So they can't come in and say, it's illegal, we're going to execute you for it. They can just follow the guidelines of the federal government. So when it comes to abortion rights, those things cannot be, you know, they cannot take that away from the federal government. They have the baseline there. So the states that do something different are in violation of those rules and guidelines. Real quick question, another real quick question, Leroy, before we let Attorney Pritchard go. All right. So as an attorney, I assume you are not for the innocent being punished. Uh, how do you justify taking the life of a child in the sense of in the cases of incest and rape? Because they didn't commit a crime. Are you talking? Are you talking about about the law? Because he's here to talk about the law. Are you talking about his personal feelings? Yeah, it, he's here about the law. As far as abortion, both. 
Well, we, let's talk about the law because that's what he's here well, for. Well, yeah, abortion, a, a child is not viable until about 23, 24 weeks, um, you know, in gestation. So that's a different issue. That's why abortion at that point is usually considered illegal unless it's for the safety of the mother, the health of the mother, or rape or incest. That's right. I, the state's rights law, so you're saying unless it's less restrictive. So marijuana is illegal at the federal level, but Colorado made it less restrictive, so it's allowed to go. Right. Roe v. Wade made abortion illegal it right and so by making it more restrictive to have an abortion that's what makes the state law get trump i mean the federal law get trump correct and it's that to answer greg's question got, I think got so. to run and we want to give you where can people find you attorney pritchett pritchettfirmpc.com 404-962-0010 pritchettfirmpc.com 404-962-0010 law on the street you can catch them every single wednesday 8 36 p.m thanks so much and we'll catch up with you not next week the week after next week next, well, wednesday maybe. okay let's do it ne next wednesday let's do it all right